welcome to the Pay Attention to This podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sydney, and our other host is Emily. This is episode four of our series on how fascism compares to socialism. So I hope you guys listen to our other episodes. And now we're going to talk about the common argument that we hear a lot in current day that I would rather have socialism than fascism. So Emily and I have both kind of heard people say that they would rather have socialism and think that fascism and socialism are complete opposites, which I think is a super interesting argument. You know, I hadn't really heard this till recently. I don't know about you, Emily. Yeah, I know when someone responded to something I posted on Instagram, the first time I'd ever heard that is she responded, I'd rather socialism than fascism. Yeah, and come to find out that people are actually talking about this a lot on the internet. So that kind of almost sparked this whole series that we've done. And so what we've learned is that they are definitely not opposites. We would definitely say that they're they're different, but that they're not complete opposites. So we're going to try and break this down for you guys a little bit and see how true the statement is. And then we're going to take a look at some of the general U.S. opinions on socialism. And then finally, we're going to talk about the very newly famous Antifa group. Hmm, exciting. <laughs> so, Emily, could you break down a little bit, you know, the beginning of how you describe that I would rather have socialism than fascism? Yeah, so I think people, it's like what we've mentioned in our other episodes. People think the two are polar opposites, and that's because of the methods of how they reach their goal. Essentially, they have the same goal. They both believe in no private property, All of your property belongs either to the government or to the community itself. And they separate the two. They say that fascism is extreme and violent, nationalist. They say fascism is racist too. And then socialism is more of the nicer version of fascism. And because we don't see the violence associated with socialism so much in the media, that is why people think that they're polar opposites. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree. You know, Emily and I in the past couple episodes really looked at some of these infamous fascist dictators, specifically Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. And when we really took a deep dive into them, it kind of came down to the same same thing. They wanted to control industry and the means of production and even they often denounced individual liberty and freedom. And that's kind of, you know, socialism There's a central authority that controls the means of production in all industry and distributes private property as they see fit. Well, actually, there's no private property. They distribute property as they see fit. So really, these two ideologies, I guess, you you know, these two things overlap quite a bit. And just a little fact, Nazi, again, if you didn't hear our last couple episodes, stands for National Socialist German Workers Party. So the basically face of fascism has a name with the word socialist in it, which is pretty interesting. So does this, you know, do these two ideas sound very different to you, Emily? They really don't. Yeah, I think that they sound more similar than they do different. I think there are differences, but they really are similar to the core. And I think that's because those who created or coined fascism, they took the roots of socialism and then transferred it into another party so that they had the power and they had control over these teachings. I know this is a, you know, talking in a circle, but fascism literally got its roots from socialism itself. Yeah, the the two most infamous dictators 
we're both self-described socialists. Um, and proud. And very proud to be socialists. Um, so, you know, now knowing that and, and this argument on the internet saying that they're so different or they're opposites just doesn't have much factual evidence for to back it up in my opinion you know they're just they're different and they're the same in a lot of ways so I think that that argument is not really a correct one so Emily's going to talk about some of the you know demographics of you know U.S. the U.S. citizens opinion on socialism and and kind of some of the countries that it's been tried in before we're not going to go too crazy into that but we're kind of going to figure out where it's been tried and and what U.S. citizens think of it. Yeah, so let's talk about this. Honestly, when I started looking at these numbers, I was really surprised at the data that I found. The first data point I found is that nearly three quarters of about 70% of all those who classify as millennials in the U.S. say they would vote for a socialist president. Nearly 43%, nearly half, of all Americans think socialism would be good for our country. Why is that? When we've uncovered such questionable things about the history of socialism and fascism, I think it's because it hasn't been properly defined. It's been defined through opinions rather than the fact of what it is itself. I was, I've been reading a lot from this book called The United States of Socialism by Dinesh D'Souza, and it's a really great book if you want to learn more about it. It's very witty and funny at the same time as it is informative. And so a lot of these points come from this book. And um, Dinesh specifically talks about the social socialist temptation in that it's the idea that a person should feel entitled to another person's goods because the socialist hammers home the notion that your neighbor has essentially stolen from you. So that's like saying, I can go walk into Sydney's house and use her computer take it for my own because we all own everything together. Yeah, so Emily doesn't have a computer, so she needs to borrow mine because I have one and yeah. you don't. So I'm just going to walk into my neighbor's house, Sydney, and, and take her computer. That's, I mean, that's, it's, it's like I'm entitled to everything Sydney has. That's, that's what socialism is. And so what's really interesting is that Socialists aren't try, aren't, don't rely on persuasion to get people to agree with it. It would be hard when you put a list of socialism down on paper and you look at all of the facts, no one's going to want to support that. It's something that's coming in subtly. Subtly through policies, through propaganda, through the media, um, through those who would benefit the most from socialism are the people that are in, in charge of it. Yeah, and so... I mean, socialism has never been in the mainstream of American politics until now, if you think about it. I mean, 30 years ago, if we thought about trying to be a socialist America, it just it wouldn't be a thing. It gets shut down immediately. So a lot of countries have actually tried socialism a lot. About 25 countries. Were they successful in socialism? No. I'm going to list out those countries just so you can get a good grasp on how many times socialism has been attempted. So we have the, so the Soviet Union. Regimes killed some 20 million of their own citizens and enslaved tens of millions of others. You have Poland, Yugoslavia, Albania, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Romania, East Germany, and Germany, Asia. In Asia, there is India, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, North Korea, China. In China, you had Mao's Cultural Revolution, and it launched in 1966, killed about 20 to 25 million people. 
again, there's, there's just, you can go so in depth for every country. In South America, you have Cuba, Nicaragua, Bolivia, Venezuela, and in Africa, Angola, Ghana, Tanzania, Benin, Mali, Mozambique, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. And again, there's so many countries. It would take a century to dissect how socialism was implemented in each of them, which, I mean, we could easily make podcasts up a thousand podcast episodes. We, can, we sure can make a lot. <laughs> but, but the point is, when it's been tried by 25 countries, why, why are the American people so, and, and failed, why are the American people thinking all of a sudden we can, we can do it successfully? I mean, that's not the American dream. Some quotes from Dinesh that I really liked that I want to point out. He said that socialists today disavow this historical record insisting that these were authoritarian forms of socialism and that they have no intention of copying. While socialism may have been the economic program of communism and early fascism, modern socialists seek to dispense with the tyranny and merely keep the economic program. But the point of the matter is, like I said, like we talked about in our first episode, the differences between socialism and fascism, it's so much more than political, it's an economic issue too. And so socialism isn't just a political failure, but it's also an economic one as well as fascism. And when I say socialism, I'm including fascism in that term. It's just, you know, it's, it's a tongue twister to say it all, but I'm really including fascism in these failures too, because that's, it stemmed from socialism. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty interesting because what Dinesh said, they're trying to dispense the tyranny and merely keep the economic program. But how do you force people to give up their private property you have to do it by by force there's no there's no contractual agreement no voluntary agreement it's it has to be done by force so i think you know trying to say that you don't need to use the tyranny or the authoritarianism is i don't think would ever be possible <laughs> i don't think there's really such thing as voluntary socialism in a country yeah. <laughs> At least not by everyone, maybe some people, but there's no way an entire country would voluntarily give up all their private property. Mm-mm. Not 100%. I mean, Sydney, both of her parents have private businesses. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so once again, both if you listen to our introduction episode where you learned a little bit about us, um, both my parents are doctors and they, you know, would leave big hospitals because they thought that the way that they did their practice and the way that they applied their, you know, medical degree was best fit for their patients. And they did not want to have to listen to the central authority of the hospital to dictate how they ran their practice and how they how they operated on people and and how they took care of them. They they thought that they as doctors trained trained that way knew what was best for their patients because they knew their patients. They knew uh, their fields, their experts in their fields. And so them being able to have their private business benefits their patients because they get the very best treatment from the experts. And so um, another quote that I have here, consider Marx's definition of socialism not original with him as worker ownership of production. In practice, this would mean that in America, the workers at Amazon, Apple, Verizon, and General Motors fully own their respective companies. So I guess this would mean that Jeff Bezos would not own Amazon. Every single one of his employees would own Amazon. Yeah. So if I, the company I work at, I, I own it. Yes, <laughs> you, know? you own it along with everyone else who works there. Yeah. I mean, that's what this quote is saying. Marx's definition of socialism. And that's where, again, Hitler and Mussolini, 
part of their inspiration. Even though they said they didn't like some of it, part of their inspiration came from Marx. To another quote here, to those who object that socialism involves a restraint on economic freedom and on individual freedom in general, meaning you no longer have the right to keep what you earn or do what you want or even say what you think, the socialist answer is that in restricting your freedom, socialism advances a different type of freedom, the freedom of a people to govern themselves through democratic rule. This is really interesting. You know, it's saying that socialism restrains economic freedom and even individual freedom, but then socialism is going to advance a different type of freedom. Yeah, a different one that hasn't been tried in 25 countries. I just, you know, what is a different type of freedom? To me, freedom means freedom in all aspects. I don't understand what type of freedom that they're referring to because freedom, free economy, a free people, free thought. Who's free to only one type of each? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's from United States of Socialism by Dinesh D'Souza. It's a really great book. And I think the main point of this tiny topic is that there are a lot of misconceptions of what socialism is. Clearly, there's a lot of confusion out there. And so just wanted to to emphasize and show you how, what are the misconceptions and why do people believe that socialism is a good thing? So now that we know a little bit about the demographics of socialism in the U.S., where it's been tried, we can talk about a very prominent group that claims to be socialists themselves. And Sydney's going to kick us off and talk about that. Yeah, so I mentioned in the very beginning um, a lovely group called Antifa, which stands for anti-fascist. So if, if you take that face value, it means that they stand against fascism and they're pro-socialism and communism and Marxism. So when we looked into the group a little bit more, we found out that they may not necessarily be against fascism. So I'm kind of going to talk about some of the things, you know, how they started and then what practices they've been putting in place lately may not be very anti-fascist. It has been found that it's likely Antifa has been formally around since 2017 when Rose City Antifa was established in Portland, Oregon. And in the past year or so, it has really grown in numbers and in news coverage. I'm sure you guys have seen stuff on the internet and on the news, you know, of, of things about Antifa. But so in, in 2020, this year, not too long ago, Antifa established their first autonomous zones. So these were areas that were completely controlled by Antifa members. And this land is what the members took by force and declared their own. So they basically stole private property from private property owners. They took this land, they claimed it as their own, and they did not allow the private property owners to use the private property as they would will it to be. So, you know, this is something in socialism. You know, their land is everyone's land. So they, they are being true in the sense that they consider themselves socialists in that, in that area. And so what they also did with these autonomous zones is they then set up borders and armed checkpoints, like armed with guns. And then they would only allow those who are allied with them to enter. So you have to be allied with Antifa to be able to, you know, reap the rewards, I guess, of a autonomous zone where their property is everyone's property and then they even banned pictures and videoing inside of their autonomous zones so they were suppressing suppressing freedom of speech freedom of press inside their autonomous zones i don't know about you emily but that doesn't really sound like the type of freedom that you know you think you would get with socialism that sounds more like you know fa fascism a little bit quite, quite a bit i mean but it says they're 
their title is anti-fascists. Yeah. So, you know, setting up borders, armed checkpoints, not allowing freedom of speech, freedom of press within their autonomous zones. That sounds pretty fascist. And then, you know, their property is everyone's property. So that sounds kind of socialist. So maybe they're a little of both. And also this group uses violence and threats to silence their opposition. That is one of the biggest fascist tactics. Well, it's scary because, I mean, you can't oppose, you can't have any opposing thought (laughs) at all. If you don't like one thing, well, sorry. Yeah, and and this group constantly preaches Marxism, communism, socialism. You know, they don't believe in private property. They think that everyone else should have access to what someone else has or has created. And they they believe in wealth redistribution as well. You know, these are all kind of, socialist ideologies that they believe in. However, they're using a lot of very fascist tactics. And so it kind of makes me think that if you want to implement socialism, you may have to use a lot of totalitarianism and authoritative control to establish it. It sounds like that's what Antifa has had to do. And Sounds like something Mussolini did. It sounds a little bit like Mussolini and a little bit like Hitler. You know, it's just interesting that to, to create these Marxist and communist and socialist groups and areas to live in, they really did have to take things by force and with violence. And just a little interesting tidbit about, you know, how that was tried in the United States. I mean, it's still going on. If you look at the news, it's still 2020, it's still going on. So pretty, pretty interesting. No one's stopping it. <laughs> yeah, a big thing. There is, there is no one stopping this. So these private property owners still don't have their private property back. So, yeah, you just, I mean, really is, like, you don't get to have your own private property. Kind of sounds like a dream. A utopia, I would say. Since we've gone over about this misconception that, you know, socialism is opposite than fascism and kind of learned about some of these demographics in the U.S. and then where it's been tried. And and finally, Antifa, which represents both, in my, now from learning about it, both fascism and socialism to me. Yeah. I think that, you know, this misconception that they're opposite is just, I think I've declared that it's just not not true. Yeah, I, I think that they are a lot more similar than they are different. I definitely learned a lot of things that I didn't know. I didn't know much about Mussolini at all, honestly. I didn't I knew about the Nazi party and Hitler and everything we learned in school, but I didn't necessarily associate it with fascism or so- socialism. I just it was the Nazi party. Mm-hmm. And so I think my eyes have really been opened to the intricacies of this topic and how it's, one, really easy to be misconstrued, the ideas, and two, my eyes have been opened to the fact that it's important to understand it. It's important to understand it from an unemotional level. It's just for what it is, you know, the, the fact of what these leaders said and what the doctrines say. And so it's just, yeah, it's been really great. And I definitely think that they're very similar to each other. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, once again, we're going to leave you guys off with, we've learned so much doing this. Um, and we hope that you guys learned something too. So comment on our social media and or email us and tell us what you learned. Because we really did learn so much about it. And then read all the all the things that we mentioned. Mein Kampf, Doctrine of Fascism, Communist Manifesto, and Dinesh's book. United States of Socialism, you know, read it all and form your own opinion. I mean, from what we learned, we made we made some conclusions, but, you know, form your own opinion by reading it. That's what we did. And it's not something these aren't topics to be decided in a day. No, not at all. Even we still we're learning new things. That's the thing. 
there's no urgency in needing to figure out the world in 24 hours. Um, you have time to research, to read, and if there are things that maybe we've said that you question, ask us, because we're open-minded. That's the Yeah, we, we know, I mean, we're not perfect. We're, we're young 20-something-year-olds we're trying to figure out the world and how it works also. So, yeah, I mean, let us know if you're like, that doesn't, you know, yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, why do you think that? You know, we're going to, we're here for a conversation and just to learn. Yeah, and we're not, yeah, we're here just to learn, and we want to learn from you just as much as we hope you learn from us. So, so like and subscribe and share and email and download our episode <laughs> and send happy thoughts. But, you know, we really appreciate you guys listening and being a part of this as we start. <laughs> and so make sure you pay attention to, to this. this. <laughs>